It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Welcome to Lighthouse Faith Podcast, where we are moving forward in truth and love. I'm Lauren Green, Chief Religion Correspondent for Fox News Channel and author of the book Lighthouse Faith. Well, this episode on its surface may seem like uh, one big advertisement for Angel Studios, um, whose big big hit release is the crowdfunded series The Chosen. In fact, The Chosen uh, Christmas movie broke a Fathom Events record by selling about a million and a half dollars in tickets in 12 hours or less than 12 hours. But Angel Studios has a unique business plan of bringing light-based, as in the light of the world, based content to audiences. And these are people who value virtue and honor and biblical teaching. And these audiences are starting to, well, if they haven't already, abandoned Hollywood, or you could kind of say Hollywood has abandoned them. And so Angel Studios has opened the portal for creative people to produce content that is streamed for their own communities. And their motto is, Answer to your own community, not Hollywood. So joining me now to explain how this all works is Neil Harmon, the CEO of Angel Studios. Welcome, Neil. Thank you, Lauren. Appreciate you having me. Well, how did this all start? I mean, you're not alone. I mean, you've got uh, your brothers with you creating this, right? That's right. And many other people. There's, right. a, there's a lot of people supporting this effort. So Vid, VidAngel is the precursor to Angel Studios. Is that right? Or is it just that you were part of VidAngel and then you kind of branched off? Correct. VidAngel was the precursor. And when we started VidAngel, the idea came in 2012 and we started the company in 2013. And we envisioned that if you could make a, a product or service that would allow you to skip over objectionable content in popular Hollywood movies and, and, and TV shows, and that you could attract an audience of people. And eventually that audience would be large enough that we could distribute better content than Hollywood could produce to those people. What kind of following do you have right now, people watching the the content that you're putting out there? So The Chosen has over 300 million views. Um, Dry Bar Comedy, another brand that we have done, gets over a billion views a year. And uh, we're just barely getting started. Yeah, yeah. so explain how this works, because um, even though, you know, I, I'm talking to you right now, it was a hard sell for me because I just didn't understand it. I'm from another generation. You know, you, you've got one TV in the house and, you know, you've got the remote and that's it. But this is whole different. This is streaming. Um, explain the concept um, of this crowdfunded project. You bet. We believe that you, all, all the audience will be able to pick the winners better than a few elite Hollywood executives. And so our studio is named after the people who support the creators, the angels. They're essentially angel investors. There were 19,000 people who invested over $10 million to create season one of The Chosen. Wow. And season one was successful enough that it fun- that the sales from season one funded the creation of season two. And and um, and we're on track, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, we just are about to release the Christmas, the special surprise Christmas special, Christmas with the Chosen, and then next year season three will be released. 
When you say they've made money, how do how do you make money, um, and how do these investors make money? That's a great question. So you can look at media in, um, and, and there are different ways that you can make money off of media, right? You can okay. do like Netflix and charge a monthly subscription. Mm-hmm. But in reality, we all know Netflix's balance sheet and how much money they're spending on content. They are actually not making money from those subscriptions. They're in, they're in, they have a huge amount of debt, but they are making money mm-hmm. by increasing their stock price. Um, the, mm. uh, then there's good old Disney, Walt Disney studios and their, their, most of their money is made off of, um, their theme parks and merchandise and, and movies are last. Um, <laughs> so the movies are essentially ads for, uh, that people pay to go see. And then those help them sell a theme park tickets and also, um, uh, merchandise for their shows, <laughs> and and we've um, we've developed a, a, a similar model. Disney's doing something; they're copying Netflix, but we're we're actually we see the content as an opportunity to get a message out to the world, and then we make money for the investors through other means. So the Chosen's free to watch. You can download the Chosen app on uh, um, on Apple or the Google Play Store. You can go, download the Angel app. And you can watch the content for free. Wow! But if you love if you love the content, you can pay it forward, and that pay, paying it forward gives you three things. It helps us. We use some of those funds to go and reach more people, more eyeballs, and people mm-hmm. love the content enough that they love the idea of saying, "I'm going to pay it forward so that more people get to see this show for free." And then the second thing it does is it helps fund the future seasons and episodes. And third the creators often provide perks or uh, benefits to those people who pay it forward, like being able to be on the set of the chosen when it's being filmed or having their name in the credits. And so people are paying it forward to help support these projects. Another revenue source is um, there in, in the case of, of dry bar our advertisements or, and in the case of the chosen, there's a, Bible study guide. You can buy a chosen t-shirt mm-hmm. uh, to support the show as well. So there's lots of ways in which once these this content reaches enough eyeballs that uh, these shows can make money for their investors. So it's really, I mean, there is, um, the investment really is the, the income generating from the things outside of the actual program. I mean, you've got products, um, you know, that you're selling and um, events and that sort of thing, right? That's correct. Yeah, we we um, we see that it's a, if you have a thousand people who watch a trailer and then a and then hundred of them click on the trailer, if you have the Netflix model, then maybe, you know, three or four of those people end up signing for, up for a free trial uh-huh. and one or two of those people end up paying. But under the other model, if a thousand people watch it and a hundred people click, then you, you'll get 40 people um, watching the show for free. And then maybe only one or two of those people pay, pay it forward or buy a shirt or whatnot, but your impact is greater. And for these stories, the kind of stories that we're after, stories that amplify light, that's okay with our investors and, and our community and all the people who are watching. They want these stories to impact culture and they're okay 
earning um, fewer profits off more people, just as long as the content's profitable. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I'm just, I mean, I'm so not married, but so entrenched in the, the model of the, you know, network with the advertisers and the advertisers really support the the program that's being put on, you know, on TV or, or streamed or whatever. But um, crowdfunding, when I think of crowdfunding, I think of charity. So this model sounds like investors, really. Absolutely. These are investors. And these investors are increasing the value of their investment. Those 19,000 people in their shareholders on the chosen's cap table. And as the chosen increases, the chosen increases in value, so does, so does their investment. And there's two ways that they'll be able to be paid back. Um, one is, is that after all seven seasons are funded and, and paid for, and, and the show is still, the show will still be bringing in income for, for, for years or even decades after, uh-huh. they'll they get their share of that income um and they actually get paid out first before the creators so they get paid out 120 percent before the creators get to share in the profits oh. um that's one way that they can earn back the money uh-huh. another way is that they can sell their shares to another person who's interested in owning the chosen um and <laughs> we haven't we haven't facilitated that method but we think that will be a big one in the future that that one fan of the chosen will just say, you know, I really want to own a share of the chosen. And mm-hmm. then another person who invested in the chosen says, you know, I'm ready to, to uh, get a return on my investment and I'll, I'll sell. And, uh, and so that's, that's, that's the, those are the two ways that we envision that people will make their money back from these investments. You know, there's an organization that has actually looked at the, the, the amount of money that's available the buying power, rather, of evangelicals and conservative Christians or conservative religious people, um, is that what you're saying that there, I mean, it's really in the trillions um, that, the, that there's a buying power there. Is that what you're basing your model on, that you, you're, you're betting, basically, that there's a lot of money to be had by people who really want much more faith-based or at least conservative content? You know, Lauren, we've done some work some survey work and um, some research that suggests that we're, um, we're, we are, there's a huge market, market opportunity that we're stepping into here. Uh, but I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> this is, this is, uh, this is a company that we wanted to build for ourselves and for okay. our families and for our, and our, for our children and our grandchildren. And um, that's what drives us is that we feel like, Rather than ring, throwing up our hands and saying, you know, we're tired of the, the cultural narrative, well, let's go out and make good popular ourselves, right? Let's go out right. and, and it's, it's amazing that you can get 19,000 people to have an impact that has touched the entire globe. And our goal is to reach over a billion people with The Chosen, um, with, with an authentic story about Jesus. And uh, it's... it's it's very attainable. And that's yeah. just because 19,000 people decided to jump in and do this. And so uh, this is a very like a mission driven thing for us. Now we need to make money for our investors. You know, the only way that these shows reach that those kind of numbers is because they're generating returns. And, um, and so we want to make a very profitable, successful business. But we first started this business because 
we wanted it for our own families and for our posterity. You know what? Let's take a break right now because I want to talk about Hollywood and what it did want. Let's take a break right now on Lighthouse Faith Podcast. We'll be right back with Neil Harmon of Angel Studios. We'll be right back. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. And we're back with Neil Harmon. He's the CEO of Angel Studios that has a unique business plan for creating, um, it's not faith-based content. Well, it is faith-based content, but it's light content, like, you know, as in light of the world kind of content. Neil, how did you come up with that sort of theme of, of light um, kind of content? So w- w- when we started this company, we were our, our company was about skipping over things that were objectionable. And then, but as 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 we transitioned from VidAngel to Angel Studios, and we focused on telling the stories ourselves, mm-hmm. our focus went from. Uh, identifying the things that that our audience found objectionable to identifying the very best stories to tell and the very best ways to tell those stories. And um, so it's, it's a, it's a change in thinking. And we, we think that um, stories that amplify light best captures what we're trying to do. Now, just because something we say that stories that amplify light, some people think, oh, that means faith-based content. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily the case. For me personally, um, I love the the movie Jojo Rabbit. That's got that some was a dark, great movie. Yes. Yeah, it's got some dark moments in it. But that doesn't mean that the actual telling of the story isn't redemptive. Like there there's a there's a um, there's a uh, a triumph of principle in that movie. Right. That feels like it's filled with light, and um, and so that that's what we're after. And we, we, we what we do is we ask the audience, the people who have invested before or paid it forward, to watch the pilots and short films that are being pitched to Angel Studios daily. And okay. these people watch these, and then they answer the question whether the show amplifies light, and we give them a prompt. Um, it's whatever is true, honorable, just, authentic, worthy of praise. There's a series of words that, that reflect light. Right. Um, and, 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 and then the people answer that question and they have to get that question right in order to come on to angel studios. And the other thing they have to get right is we ask them whether they'd be disappointed, how they'd feel if the show was never created. And, um, and we only pay attention to whether people would be very disappointed if the show wasn't created. That means that yeah. they feel like the quality of the show is really good. So we're in this sweet spot where we want to, we want to, we want a, the entire family to enjoy this content for these, for these shows to amplify light, but we also want it to be a compelling cinematic experience watching angel Studios shows like that. It's a brand that people trust will give them a wonderful entertainment experience. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know the answer to this because you, VidAngel was purposely created to provide people with an opportunity to, to delete objectionable content. Um, mm-hmm. But what, what, what did Hollywood do wrong? What, where did they go wrong? So Hollywood went wrong. So um, the, best, the best analogy I can think of is telling the story of a man who, who's, pituitary gland didn't grow or didn't function properly. 
And then, and and this man, I forget his name, but he grew to uh, like nine feet tall or close to it. Yeah. And and then he died. He died in his early twenties because his body just it grew himself to death. Yeah. And uh, and the reason that he died was because his pituitary gland didn't function properly. And the thing that's happened inside of Hollywood is it has created its own bubble echo chamber yeah. where the creators, when they're looking for their feedback or feedback loops, are more concerned with whether their content pleases people at the Grammys or the Oscars than okay. they are how people are responding in their seats in the theater um, or how the audience is responding to their content. And when you're not listening to the right signals, then okay. you break the feedback loop and you become more and more uh, distant from your audience. With Angel Studios, audience feedback is built in from the very, very, very beginning. Like the shows don't even come before the uh, before the crowdfunding audience unless the jury passes them. Okay. And then they don't get funded unless the crowdfunding audience passes them. And then they don't get a second season unless the audience loves the content. And as a result, there's this natural feedback loop that's occurring the entire time. And we we just believe that this is going to generate better results and bigger hits than uh, the old Hollywood model ever could. Yeah, and you wonder why Hollywood went wrong because you it used to be at one point Hollywood really not just reflected the culture but gave the highest version of the culture. You know, it, it was, you know, what we should do and not just, um, you know, what we do, you know? Right. Yep, yep. And so I have a daughter who's um, currently in a tech school and she's learning the culinary arts. When mm -hmm. she was younger, she and her siblings always loved uh, certain types of simple food. But then as she, um, as she began to learn to cook, she no. started being attracted to more complex food. And, um, and sometimes, you know, her taste has changed to the point that where some of her siblings don't like the food that she likes because uh, she has different taste now that she's been in the food industry for that long. Right. And I think, I think there's a simple, there's that simple tendency that as you're in that industry and, uh, you're in there for long enough, you, you lose touch, <laughs> right. you lose right. touch on what people really need and what they, so if you create stories that fit you and, and we all know, we hear stories like Weinstein coming out of Los Angeles and saying, there's some really strange behavior that's going on here. And if, if people are creating stories amongst themselves that, that uh, speak to them, they're not necessarily going to speak to the, to the, uh, you know, the, the right, farmer right. In, in Idaho or to the, or to, um, you know, the, 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 uh, person in, in Tennessee, who's just right. working at a, a factory. It's just not going to, it's not going to appeal to them. So, that disconnect is, is I think, the biggest problem. And because Hollywood has had a lockdown on distribution and in order to in order to make a really good show that everyone wants to see, you have to have a big budget. But in order to get a big budget, you have to have the distribution. And, and traditionally, that distribution has been locked down. So only the people who are part of the Hollywood system have been yeah. able to get have been able to create stuff that's really, really good. But this crowd, the power of the crowd and, and of Angel Studios is that We've now solved that chicken and egg problem where we were able to produce an amazing show and now the audience is coming and that audience is helping to fund it, that show and future shows and 
the content will get better and better and the storytelling will get better and better. But the difference will be is that we'll never decide. We don't, we don't, we've built it into the fabric of our company that we're not the ones who get to decide whether or not stuff gets made. I wanted to take it a little step further because your website explains the four-step process to creating the new content. And the first one is the application review. And I guess this is where the jury comes in. Um, you say this, this process is like one to two weeks. Um, I'm just going to go over the four, but I'm going to explain. I want you to explain each one. First one is application review. The next one is prepare for launch, which is about a one week minimum. Third is raise funds and build your audience. And then the, the fourth is the green light production. So what's the application review that takes one to two weeks? What happens there? Uh, so the content gets uh, scanned for, you know, we, we, we want to make sure that the jury doesn't have to review anything that has, uh, for example, pornography, you know, uh-huh. we don't want, we don't want anybody to have to deal with that. So there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, a quick, uh, review that way. Then the content goes before a randomly selected jury. And, and who are the jury ha- members? Like who are the, are they were a set number of people or your sort of go-to, you know, um, cast of regular characters kind of people that go, that review it as a jury. So they are composed of investors and people who have financially have uh, financially supported the shows. So we have over 10,000 investors in Angel Studios, and we have almost 50,000 investors in our projects so far. So yeah. all those people can be randomly selected for the jury. I see. In addition to that, we have over a half a million people who have paid it forward for the chosen, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we have... Uh, tens of millions in sales of t-shirts and, and, uh, and Bible studies and those types of things. And, and we have people who have contributed to the comedians. If anyone has financially contributed, then they could potentially be randomly selected to be part of that jury. Okay. And, and then what we do is we shoot for a statistically significant accuracy that reflects the audience. And maybe if it's a, if it's a children's show being reviewed, then we then we filter for people who are actually parents, right? And that they have mm-hmm. young children on whether or not they think the show is well made and whether it amplifies light. And so that's that's what that's what that uh, typical two week ish mm-hmm. review uh, encompasses. And then after that, if it gets a green light, and by far the majority of projects never get the green light from the audience. Mm. There's just one, one, once in a while that they get the green light. And then after that, then they go into the crowdfunding stage where they take their pilot or short film and show it to people who want to invest to support that show to be made. I see. And, and, uh, and so that's the second step. Remind me what the third and fourth step are the there. Thir- well, the third, fourth is, third step is um, raise funds and build your audience. And the fourth is green light productions. Oh, so um, was the second step like regulatory work? Prepare for launch, yeah. Yeah, prepare yeah. For launch. Is, that, is that regulatory work you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. There's certain things in order to do this kind of crowdfunding that mm-hmm. uh, people need to do to be compliant with the law. I see. So basically, are these people, when people submit content to you, are these production companies or small mom and pop kind of production companies or are these studios or who's, who's submitting content to you for application? across the board. We have people from Hollywood. We have mom and pop shops. We have faith 
um, faith-based filmmakers. We have independent filmmakers. Um, we would, it's just, we've been shocked and they're coming from, uh, India, from Africa, from, uh, you know, the UK, Australia, like the submissions are coming from all over the world too. So you've really hit on something that is generating a great deal of interest. Is Hollywood worried about you? I mean, is, uh, is Netflix worried about you or Google play or Apple TV? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, Gandhi once said that uh, first they ignore you, then they make fun of you, then they fight you, and then you win. Um, I think we're in the ignore stage. <laughs> <laughs> so you can do a lot of stuff in the ignore stage and people don't pay attention to you. I mean, that's yeah, tough. so there, we've, we've, we've broken so many records, so many amazing things have happened. And the only news that has ever covered by the big industry press was when we're getting our faces rubbed in the dirt during the Disney lawsuit with VidAngel. Um, oh, right. And they, they covered that very well, but they don't cover any of our successes. And you know what, <laughs> Lauren, we, we, we don't care, right? So, I mean, we're, we're in the business of helping uh, distribute these stories and what we care is reaching the audience. And if, if, the, if the big Hollywood media doesn't want to um, celebrate what we're doing to, to tell stories well, then um, that's fine. But at this stage, now we hear from behind the scenes of and people then? who are totally watching what we're doing and also people who are cheering us on, hoping that we will give Hollywood some, some, some stiff competition. Um, but uh, when it comes to the press, they're in the ignore stage. Yeah. Well, if it's any consolation to you, um, I've been at Fox for 25 years since the very beginning and, and pretty much the industry ignored Fox back then too. So look, look where they are today. So um, that's a, that's, that's, that's a, that's a huge success story. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got to have the right people in the right places and making the right decisions and uh, you know, you know, and that's really the, the, the key to it and getting the right people in the right places. So um, Neil, I want to thank you so much. Uh, this has been an education. Um, all you need is your computer. Now you don't even need a TV um, and to get the kind of content that you're looking for. I mean, uh, Listen, uh, Hollywood has been putting up out some really cringeworthy uh, content um, in the last few years. And even when they try to do, uh, you know, spiritually sound, virtuous kinds of things, it's, it always takes a left turn someplace, you know? Yeah, just, just a little bit out of touch. But guess what? I mean, we can show them how to do it. I mean, I invite you to join us, uh, anyone who's listening, to join us and be part of Stories That Matter. How do they find out about you? How do they get more information about Angel Studios and what they're doing and even submit content? Just go to angel.com and all the information's there for you. Okay. To download our app to submit content to see which shows are being funded currently. And uh, you can get involved and help in helping this effort. You can have an impact on culture. Wow. Great. Thank you so much um, for being on Lighthouse Faith Podcast. Thank you, Lauren. Yes. And thank you all for listening to Lighthouse Faith Podcast. I'm Lauren Green. Have a blessed day. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. 
Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.